You've heard of Huntley and Brinkley, McNeil and Lehrer, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob and Ray. Now here's Mishigas and Malarkey. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. How you doing? All right. How's things going down there? Oh, fine. I, I tried to do some, uh, I guess, what you could call spring cleaning today, and that turned oh. more complicated. Uh, I, I have a lot of things I'm never going to get around to reading or listening to, and I just have to decide what to get rid of. And uh, Wow. You know what I mean? It would be easier to just throw it all in a dumpster, but then I'd <laughs> say, you know, oh, wait, wait, no, there was that, you know, that one thing is in there that I really wanted, you know, so, so, so anyway. I, I, are you a uh, a, de- a new devotee to death cleaning? Uh, death cleaning? No. What is oh, that? You haven't heard about that? You you approach it like you're leaving, you know, whatever the mess is you're leaving behind for your survivors. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, so no. The, was... So they don't have to. Anyway, well, a that's, good, that's a good my you, you you made the mistake of asking me what I was spring up to. Spring cleaning. So. Spring yeah, cleaning. Spring, spring cleaning. All so. right. And so uh, what do we uh, want to take up as our uh, opening commentary here? We had the Katanji hearings, which I'm not sure there's more to say about it. Yeah, I don't know. Those racist babies are really, uh, you know, the racist babies are undermining the country, according to Ted Cruz. Yeah. Did you see there was a photographer who caught a picture of Ted Cruz and you could tell that he was searching for his mentions on Twitter. Yeah. Like, you know, the photo was like over his shoulder. So he was like doing his little performance and then he would like immediately go to Twitter and see what people were saying about him. Yeah. I mean, he's like mentally 14 years old. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like a middle schooler. Um, and then the other lead item is uh, you say Joe Biden shows up as Joe Biden and people freak out. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden has been going off the script for 50 years. Oh, I don't think that comment of his was off the script. Well, you know, that's debatable. I but, watched the uh, video and, you know, he seemed to be reading it off the teleprompter. Well, he might have been. I mean, the uh, the thing is, I. I think most people hear that and say, yeah, sure. You know, absolutely. But the Washington press corps always has these like little rules. You can't violate their little rules. Oh my God. He, he said something from the heart or, you know, it's it's like they, they came in. I mean, they all knew watching the speech that at some point he would say something that they could claim was a gaffe. Yeah. So they waited until the end. And then they said that, you know, about the, you know, he must be removed from power. Um, or, you know, it, you know, it, it sounded like it wasn't, a, it wasn't he must be removed. It was like, uh, you know, he shouldn't remain in power. Right, right. <laughs> it was almost like a prayer at the end, you know. And Well, uh, remember at the at the end of the uh, State of the Union where he said, go get him? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, anyway, that's a good uh, opening conversation. And then we immediately move into absolutely the last pandemic update. And I'm going to start off by reporting I had no problem getting number four or the booster two the other day. Yeah. And I see in the news that they're running out of the money, you know, that uh, for everybody else. So uh, I got mine. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. But uh, (laughs) that, well, though, 
I think they'll find the money. They just have some, uh, the spending bill they just passed for some reason. They took all that out. Mm. Well, they took a lot of things out. Yep. But uh, they, they took out school lunches because, God forbid, some kid get a lunch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they, they took out a lot of the COVID stuff. So they'll probably do some other uh, some other bill and put it all back in. But your stats, I mean, even though we everybody's warning that we're going to have a, uh, you know, like a BA2 uh, variant spike coming here, uh, you know, the stats that you show are pretty encouraging. Well, yeah. Th- well, those are the stats from the New York Times that the the percentage of Americans who are fully vaccinated is 65 percent. Mm hmm. Which, you know, depending on how you look at it, you figure if you're in a store and there's 10 people, three of them are unvaccinated. Uh-huh. So, uh, you, you know, so, you know, don't stand next to those three. Um, mm. Depending on where you are, you know, it's it's going to vary, too. I, I just assume that when I'm in a store, half the people around me are not vaccinated. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and none of them are wearing masks. So, uh Well, you're saying 65 and up is 89%. Yeah, that's good. That, that the anti-vax propaganda seems to be working, but not so much on the older people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so maybe uh, you just have to shop. You have to shop in some of those stores where all the seniors go, like, uh, final and best what what are those stores where it's like where they sell the um you know either just just about to expire or past where you, expiration where you, where you get the uh, the death cleaning supplies yeah all right well anyway uh it, you know if you hang out in those stores uh you have a better chance of not running into somebody who isn't vaccinated but the daily death average uh is is it possible it's under a thousand a day now well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. 796 is, hmm. I think, the five day average, which is mm-hmm. it, now it was about 2000 a day. Right. Uh, a while ago. But that was coming off the end of the uh, the surge. Right. The Omicron surge. Right. So now there's this new variant where I just saw earlier that the city of Shanghai is locking down for oh a week or two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it really, you know, it it's weird. It is starting to feel a little bit like two years ago where, uh, Mm. you know, these things are, you know, starting to affect the other side of the world and you figure, you know, how, you know, how long can we go without, you know, another surge? Just when people were starting to, you know, get comfortable again. Just when you and Barry Weiss were getting over it. So um, next segment is insurrection week. And this was a lot of fun. This was the Ginny Thomas week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, well. We've known that she's been around the bend for a long time, but now, <laughs> now her uh, text messages are coming out, and somebody said, like, "Oh my God, she's married to a Supreme Court justice, and she has Facebook brain." You yeah. know, she's she's like one of these. You know, she's like somebody's aunt on Facebook who super just Karen. believes. Yeah, she believes everything. Karen. You know, I mean, I. I would really like to talk to some of these people and say, come on, do you really believe this stuff? I think she does. She might. She's, she's, she's hashtag super Karen. She wants to see the manager for the U S (laughs) government. Right. The election manager. Yeah. The election manager. So, so what do you think? Should they subpoena her or just let it go? 
I don't know what to do with those people. Um, and, you know, uh, Judge Thomas, Justice Thomas was in the hospital. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that was pretty secretive. Yeah. Uh, and and now I see, you know, headlines like, uh, you know, Chief Justice Roberts has a problem on his hands. And uh, so, I mean, do we think that he's actually trying to figure out what to do about it or not? No, of course not. No, mm. I, I think I think my sense of Roberts has always been that, that you know, he's a coward uh-huh. and he's not going to do anything dramatic or you know suddenly say hey we got to be ethical or anything like that i think he is afraid of going down in history as as a uh horrible person i think mm. he he at times see that i remember the remember the the big vote on obamacare in like what was right. it, 2010 or something yep. 2011 whatever it was I remember the night before that I happened to be in Los Angeles and I was talking to a friend of mine and we, the, the, uh, decision was expected the next day. Mm-hmm. And she asked me what I thought was going to happen. And I said, I think Roberts will probably vote to keep Obamacare because he doesn't want to go down uh-huh. in history as like a Roger Taney. He doesn't want to be the, you know, Roger Taney was a guy who, uh, uh, wrote the Dred Scott decision and oh. he's always been denounced as the worst you know, justice for that. And I think Roberts is a coward, but he doesn't want to go down in history for the wrong reasons. So, so that was my reasoning and it had nothing to do with the law. It was just, I thought personally, he was, you know, he's a worm and that's what he's going to do. And, uh, (laughs) and then, and the next day, that's exactly what he did. Wow. then, Then my friend was like, wow, you're a genius. You know, you figured that out. I said, yeah, but I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, he, you know, so, well, you know, the situation with Thomas is that, uh, you know, people are saying, well, he should recuse himself. Thomas is just an angry guy who doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's Oof. just going to do what he wants to do. Mm. And uh, I suppose the chief justice could tell him to recuse himself. But it's unclear whether anybody can actually tell him to, do, you know, whether they can make it anything more than a suggestion. I see. You know, yeah, I don't I don't yeah. think the chief justice can say to someone you're off the case. Right. And I don't know if he would. I you know, I think if, um, you know, if it came down to, you know, there was an actual case where everything hinged on it, it would be a different matter. But uh, mm-hmm. well, I think the only thing that would work is if uh, if their bridge club shunned them. Right. I think I think that would cause you know, them to do something. Um, All right. So let's move on to uh, who's the media. Now, I I'm not I'm not sure I have a strong entrant for this. But what what do you think? Well, yeah, you were you were saying John Stewart. But tell tell me why um, you think so. he's well, got a, he's got a new show. Right. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you could think of this week? Uh, no, no, we can. Uh... All right. Well, I'll explain why I say John Stewart. Yeah, he has a new show. And I think we spoke about it some time ago because it. Uh, you know, debuted on, what is that, on uh, Apple Plus, Apple TV, right? So, you know, I was kind of looking to see, because, I mean, it was uh, uh, widely anticipated what what he would do next, right? And um, so this is his thing, and it's called The Problem with Jon Stewart. And over the past year, as I've been trying to ignore it, uh, 
it's gone from, you know, a television show, then they added a blog, then they added a podcast, you know, uh, and, and now they've got, you know, email newsletters. So um, it's definitely uh, proliferating uh, the way that that um, I came, you know, to pay some more attention to it was uh, Twitter spaces. So I, I enjoy listening to these. Have you ever heard of a, heard of Twitter space? Uh, yeah, well, I know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. You can join somebody's space. And yeah. Uh, so I've been doing that. And, um, you know, what's her name? Kara Swisher. Are you familiar with her? Yeah, sure. Of course. So yeah. she she, in my opinion, is the master of all the queen or king of all media. You know, and uh, whenever whenever there's a new medium that comes out, all of a sudden the next week, Kara Swisher is, you know, uh, producing something on it. So um, I listened into her uh, Twitter spaces and um, she and Jon Stewart got together on a Twitter space. And my main uh, critique of, of his you know approach, and I think we covered this in a previous episode, was I'm not so much interested in the problem. I want the, uh, not to use the word, the solution, because that's kind of sensitive. How about the remedy? So I've been uh, pushing, you know, it shouldn't be the problem with Jon Stewart. It should be the remedy with Jon Stewart, because I think we're well past the point where we need to hear either Jon Stewart's opinion about something or the opinions of, you know, so-called blue check panelists. In other words, they they round up three or four or five of these blue check Twitter people who have books coming out or something else. And, and you know, yeah, they're experts and they know more about these topics than I do. Uh, but, you know, just to hear them all chatting about it and telling each other, if only it were so simple and, oh, but wait a minute, there's this other aspect to it that I just finished reporting on exclusively or whatever it is. Um, at, the, at the end of the conversation, though, and by the way, they're supposed to be incorporating the audience in these spaces. That's one of the best things about them is that you can hand the mic to one of the, you know, in the case of Kara Swisher, they, she gets thousands of people on, you know, uh, oftentimes over 2000 people listening. So um, you come to the end of an hour or sometimes they go longer. And, you know, it's like, so what did we decide to do? You know, that's my that's my main critique of a lot of this stuff is, OK, you know, we got it. Uh, you got a lot of smart people on there. They've been studying this. And now let's come up with some some possible ways that we can remedy whatever the problem is. And maybe we could get the audience to come in and get behind one or more of them so that the 2000 people that just listen to this can become kind of a, uh, you know, a, a flash mob or a smart mob and all write to their Congress people or all, you know, demonstrate on the, uh, you know, on, on the mall or the plaza or whatever, um, and actually, you know, take some action uh, in, in the public interest. He's got a massive, you know, megaphone. And it's true that he has done some, you know, pretty positive things in the past. I mean, he did that, uh, the burn pit legislation, um, yeah, he, yeah. Well, no, he's no, he's he's been a uh, a good uh, voice on the, the health care issues and things. Yep. But he is a celebrity that is engaging on serious political issues. And I would just like him to take the gloves off and actually, 
you know, you know, really leverage the tools because he seems to be using all the digital tools to see if he can, you know, move people to do things, not to storm uh, the Capitol building. But, you know, I think he could really move um, audiences to, you know, taking action in the public interest. So that's that's been my uh, complaint with him. Next, we turn to our uh, now by now legendary Michigas or Malarkey game. I hope you have uh, I uh, do something I, this time. I do. I do. Right. It's it's um, somewhat topical. Um, now, what I'm going to do is relate something and then you will be able to discern whether this is Michigas or Malarkey. Right. Whether it's just something crazy, but it happens to be true or whether it's just complete nonsense. Um Last week, when we were talking about who's the media, we were talking about Arnold, Arnold right. Schwarzenegger, of course. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as you know, cannot be president because he wasn't born in the United States. Right. Um, I remember there was a period where people were talking about changing the Constitution so Arnold could run for president. <laughs> and then once Obama came along, suddenly where you were born became like, the third rail, you know, <laughs> you know, but remember that like early, early in the, uh, in the two thousands, people would talk about how, Oh, that, you know, that's so outmoded. We could have Arnold as president, but if it wasn't for that, you know, old yep. duddy duddy constitution, but anyway, Arnold, uh, he can't be president and he will never be president, but he's been known to hang out with presidents. Mm -hmm. And there was an incident when Arnold once actually broke the leg of the first lady. What? Arnold broke Barbara Bush's leg. Oh my. In, in a, uh, in a bizarre sledding accident at Camp David. Huh. Now is that Michigas? Oh, is that, is that Michigas or is that malarkey? Wow. Uh, 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 that is really tough. Broke Barbara Bush's leg. Hmm. You know, like like uh, oftentimes you say, it seems plausible. Um, well, because Arnold would hang out with people, you know, yeah. he, he at the time this would have happened uh, was when the elder Bush was president. Right. Right. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to go for it and say that's true. That's Michigas. It's crazy, but true. Well, it, it isn't true, although oh. <laughs> it, it may be. What what happened Maybe. was, well, if we go, do we want to go with the Snopes version, or do we want to go with Arnold's version? Well, uh, if we go, well, well, let's hear both. Okay. Well, Snopes says no. Arnold did not break the first lady's leg. Right. What happened was in, in January 1991, there was a weekend at Camp David, and Arnold was there with his wife at the time, Maria Shriver. Mm. Arnold at the time was the chairman of the President's Council on Physical Fitness. Mm. And, uh, and of course, he had political ambitions way back then in 1991. So there was a sledding party at Camp David, which is, you know, in the mountains of Western Maryland. Mm -hmm. And Barbara Bush broke her leg mm -hmm. and she arrived back at the White House the next day in a wheelchair. And it was a minor break and she recovered from it. And, uh, you know, but the the rumor got around that she had been racing in a uh, very competitive sledding competition <laughs> with, with uh, 
Maria Shriver and Arnold. Arnold was egging on everybody to be competitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, and she wound up having an accident on her sled and broke her leg. Mm -hmm. Now, Snopes says it is not true that Arnold broke her leg. However, mm -hmm. Arnold wrote an autobiography and he said that uh, that he that he had caused the accident or mm. he, he referred to it. And then he a few years ago, he was interviewed on CNN. He said to Jake Tapper, here's a part of the quote, uh, we went down totally out of control, meaning him and the president were on a toboggan. Mm. There is actually a picture of them on the toboggan. And the I'm surprised the Secret Service let them do this. Yes. Right. And so he said, well, so we went down totally out of control. And of course, we crashed into Barbara Bush, who broke her leg then after that. Mm. So Arnold sort of took credit for breaking her leg, even though mm -hmm. for years people had said he hadn't done it. So right. uh, there's a photo of uh, of Arnold with uh, old man Bush behind them. And they're on a toboggan that looks like it's about to tip over. And oh. they both look like they're screaming. So it's like <laughs> one of these crazy photos. All right. Well, we have to post these things. We have to get some links back up on. Yeah, on Twitter, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know. I'll put it on the. Uh, in fact, very it, good. It, the the president signed the photo for Arnold. He wrote on it, Arnold, turn, damn it, turn. <laughs> All the best, George Bush. All right. So this is a kind of, uh, you know, on the uh, uh, true false meter. It's kind of in the middle somewhere, right? Yeah, I, I suspect he didn't really break the first lady's leg, but uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting credential nonetheless. Sure is. All right, let's move to final segment hit list or shit list and um i was talking about this i think last time and i think i cut it from the from the from the final cut so you know you'll have to when i release the director's cuts uh maybe it'll be in there but um i was talking about this movie deep water which um i saw on hulu in fact i signed up for a free month on hulu in order to see this movie because ever since um the sequel to Blade Runner with, that had Anna Armas in it, and she played a uh, holographic companion to uh, to the main character in that. Um, so, you know, that was the, the first time I was aware of her. And so naturally, when I heard that she was in the um, 007, uh, you know, the, the, the new gal in the 007 film, or, right, which, was, right. which was the final, the final 007 for... Uh, Daniel Craig, right? Right. Um, so uh, then, of course, I heard about this. And and since last week or two weeks ago when I saw it, uh, I've been reading about it, read the reviews, and I think the reviews are pretty, you know, bad, thumbs down uh, on it. But, um, you know, again, um, I'm in always interested to see what she's doing. And uh, then it's got Ben Affleck. So it's a very weird film. And I guess it's supposed to be an erotic thriller. It's by this guy. Um, the director is Adrian Line or Light Lynn. I don't know how he pronounces it. Yeah, yeah. He goes way back. Uh, yeah. To Fatal he... Attraction, you know, with uh, Glenn Close and Michael Douglas that, you know, the, 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 the famous movie Fatal Attraction. And then after that, he did one Unfaithful with um, Richard Gere and uh, Diane Lane. And and then then that was his last movie was like 20 years ago. He hasn't made a movie in 20 years. So, you know, this this had enough 
uh, in it, you know, enough elements uh, to, to get me to, to pay attention to it. And I did enjoy, you know, watching Anna de Armas. Uh, ben Affleck has some, you know, some moments. I don't think it's overall, um, you know, it's not it's not a hit. But if any of those elements that I was talking about are of interest to anybody, then I could recommend it. But, yeah, well, um, no, I, I need something. Um, I've been binging the show The Americans, which uh, I never watched when it was first on the mm-hmm. Terry Russell show. Have you, have you seen that? Where they're yeah, I saw a few like, seasons, but why don't you save this for next week for the hit? List yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've just been like binging that, so I I need to watch something that's not that because yep. it's like when I watch TV, I'm either watching the news or I'm watching The Americans. And, yep. uh, and Although I binged, t- today I watched Gardner's World though, so that oh uh, yes, that was and very I enjoyable. Bin- oh, as always, and I binged um, the Only Murders in the Building. You know the the one with uh, uh, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I heard it was good. Yeah, because they, uh, you know, they they do a mystery podcast, so it's uh, kind of fun. Oh, okay. All right. And this, this podcast remains a mystery. Uh, we're wondering who's listening to it. So, uh, if you, if you do, uh, (laughs) if if you do come across it, we have that link to sending us a, uh, an audio comment. I'd love to, for somebody to use that in the meantime, we'll, uh, come back next week and do it all over. Okay. Sounds like fun. Take care. Bye-bye.